Hello there. Welcome to the Oblivious Maximus podcast for another episode. I'm your host, Aaron Osborne. This episode, my guest is my good friend, Colin, from God's Hate and Twitching Tongues and many other sick bands. Colin has done the podcast a number of times. Um, and this time we are doing a track by track full run through of the new God's Hate album, God's Hate. Um, which was a very fun chat. Always good to have a chin wag with Colin and talk about what is arguably one of the best records that's come out in recent years, I would say. Great, great album. Very stoked that we got to talk about it. Uh, yeah, we talked about that. A couple other things. Um, check out God's Hate. Check out Twitching Tongues, obviously. Um, I'll put links for the record and things like that in the episode. Otherwise, please enjoy this episode. Go to um the instagram and stuff for this podcast and check out the old episodes and the videos on youtube and things like that um and let me know if there's any records you want to hear me talk about check out the mental cavity record too that came out a while back um yeah those are all the things otherwise enjoy episode 117 of the oblivious maximus podcast with colin from god's hate talking about the album god's hate by the band God's Hate. Fucking brutal. Colin, thank you for doing the podcast for what I believe is the fifth time. Is it really? Oh my God. I thought it was the third time. Oh, maybe, maybe it is. No, I think it's. I think you definitely did, did it twice as the original version, and then we did a record. Wow. So maybe it's the fourth. Unbelievable. Yeah. Thanks for having me and having me and having me and having me. My absolute pleasure. All right. So today is a, a good one. Um, well, I mean, it's good for a number of reasons. But so obviously you put out a record by your band God's Hate that a band I love a lot Um and have just timing-wise fallen backwards into being there while you've recorded, like almost yeah, I know. all Isn't of them. Isn't that funny? <laughs> like it's crazy. Like you always just you always just end up showing up at some point when when we're doing something. <laughs> uh, you were there for what bass tracking or something? Yeah, amazing. Yep. So <laughs> like the and yeah, I think I was there. I feel like I was there when you were recording Mass Murder as well, or at least writing it. I can't remember. You were there for Gaining Purpose, too. Yeah. I don't know if you were there for Disharmony, but you at least heard it like before. I was, I was there when you signed the contract. With See, there one. you go. <laughs> See? It all links back to you. You're the, you're the source. <laughs> um, but so the... I've I've actually had a number of people now ask me why I haven't talked about this record yet. Mm. And I was like, well, I'm just waiting. And I know. We want to make it good. So true. This this has been a, a few months in the making. We wanted to try to do it with both Brody and I at the same time, but I think schedules just well, make that difficult. I realized the other day when we were talking about it, figuring out three different time zones would also be chaos a true nightmare (laughs) chaos yeah (laughs) this is best yeah this is good we can do this and then yeah and then you have a whole other episode where you can just talk to him for a while yeah i'll get the other side of his opinion exactly exactly um all right so yeah we're talking about your new record um and we'll do a little track by track run through if you're okay with hey yeah that's cool i feel like there's probably some lore uh, some some from soft quality lore for every <laughs> every song. Yeah. All right. Well, tell me uh, tell me through talk me through the intro. And I think the first note I made was, you know, I was there for bass tracking, and there's mm-hmm. bass in this. So <laughs> there is. It just goes. <laughs> uh, so this was for like the first thing written. And it yeah. wasn't written for the album. It right. was like the intent, the intention of just being played live. And I think we practiced it like once in like 2015. Right. 
but uh, just the gen, 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 yeah. gen, gen, which would you know go on to be it was like all right I want the whole record to sound like that <laughs> to just be gen 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 yeah uh, and the sample I found on a whim I was looking up just to see if anybody had like like McDonald's murders yep like like in America how many people had been murdered in a McDonald's <laughs> for some reason. I don't know what brought me to that, yeah. but there was this like news documentary from the eighties about a mass killing in a McDonald's. Uh, and it starts with that, the national anthem. Yeah. And, and that guy, that sample is from that. It's just a news report about a, a, a murder at a McDonald's. Fucking and it was hell. like, well, now I know where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> sound what like that that mcdonald's news thing shaped the the whole record and in, in, in a way as someone who loves mcdonald's that's really like brother you know you know i'm on the team as well yeah that's why i had to know yeah <laughs> who is desecrated yeah exactly um i guess like also the intro has a good little first taste of the splash symbols being used a uh which go on to become a feature of the of the record it does you know i wish i used them a little more but i feel like that just gives me room to do it in the future yeah um so the intro like the bones of it were written before be harder yeah but then after the skeleton of be harder was written and the splash parts were in there mm. I was like, all right, I got to find a thing to do with the little splashes in the intro to make it a little more cohesive aside from like the two riffs that are in the same yeah. that are both in both songs. So that was just a fun little way of being like, hey, here's something that's going to be happening a couple of times. Yeah. And so like for you on this. Re- uh, so obviously, you know, yeah, you played drums on the record. And was this did you, I can't remember if you've told me this before or not, did you record this drums first, like with the tracks in your head? Not. Yeah. With- no, 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 no scratch guitar, no guitar or anything. It was just yeah. me playing drums. So did you do like, did you have the record like already planned out when you did the drums or did you just go into it knowing which songs? you? No, to I had it, um, you know, and it, cause it existed only in my head for so long, Yeah, you know, like ta- Taylor and I demoed, three or four songs like three songs and the intro mm-hmm. like and they were drastically different when we demoed them but that was really all that existed and then the rest was like I, like I, I i didn't have time to teach taylor every song yeah so i just had to do it the old way which is and when we did the band ruckus it was the same thing where yeah taylor wrote the majority of those songs but um I think I just didn't like doing scratch guitar for like I didn't like recording to a guitar. Yeah. So I just I, I like very early I learned how to just play the songs to nothing. Well, I think it's something it's like the only person I've ever done it with is Murph and I exist. And he's a he's a sicko. Yeah, cuz and like that whole new mental cavity record from I didn't even play guitar in it cuz he played all the guitar parts cuz I was stuck in Melbourne. Sick bastard. Wow. And, but again from my understanding is that he just was like, press record, play drums, and then was like, "All right, now I'll do the guitar." <laughs> like, That's the way to do it. Yeah. it it's just a, it's just. I mean, it's not easier, but it's. Well, if you if like, you have if you have the songs made in your head and you know yeah. where the parts are going to go. That's what it is. If if it's the guy put who put the songs yeah. together playing the parts, then there's no there's no risk. You know, I'm not gonna forget anything because I I know where I was putting things. Yeah, and I mean, I guess then the other thing too is you just have to build the you just have oh, to build shit. <laughs> Zoe, come here, come Yo, here. This is dog chat now. Come on, get on up. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Say hello. <laughs> that good? Quick sniff. She's gone. I'll stay here for a while. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, but like the, I think with um, like with this song too, I guess the the reason that that's interesting is because the uh, on um, when we go into B harder, let's go into that. When when you go into this, this song is so specific drum wise that it is. Yeah, like it's 
I mean, it almost makes sense to a degree that that is the first thing that's leading it, you know, like. Yeah. And, and uh, with a lot of the record, it's like every little thing is kind of mapped out. Yeah. Not, I'm not saying I'm the I'm uh, like, I'm not a fucking math prog drummer. I can't do what a lot of those dudes can do. But like, I know where to put stuff and yeah. I, I know where, where like and that was sometimes a challenge with with twitching tongue stuff because with the writing it was it was the majority of it was taylor and i and then we had to teach the drums to somebody yeah like my, mike and kale uh are amazing and they they put their own spin on things and like 90 percent of the time it's like yeah that was that was better than that was exactly right and then the, there was a 10 percent where sometimes it was like they had they like had to change something because like I would too it, when Taylor writes things yeah. for like Eyes of the Lord, I have to do different stuff sometimes just because everybody is going to play something differently. Yeah. Uh, so it was it was it was nice this time around to just be like I know what's going here and I'm I'm going to put it here. Yeah. Is this the first thing that you two have done? Like pretty much everything. No. There would have been uh, other recordings that had a lot. Yeah, of that. sleep therapy uh, was. I played drums right. and Taylor did everything else. Um, all the ruckus stuff was just us. Eyes of the Lord, I believe, was just us. Um, this this is the first record I've ever written by myself. Essentially, yeah, I've no, I've never done that before. It was always I always had like just like Taylor or some like with mass murder. It was me and Leo, but yeah. this, this is the first time where I ever set a goal to just write a record. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was, that was fucked up. I would say in, in knowing you for as long as I have now, this record is like the most you sounding record. Like it's everything that I know that you like. about That stuff. I like, it's all there. <laughs> And I don't like, I don't know that people knew most people probably don't know that about me. You mm. know, if you, if you just know me from twitching tongues, then I'm just probably singing guy. Yeah. The most people, but like generally I just want to hear, that's all I care about. Well, I, I think that uh, so when I was over there and like, I think you showed me, I guess whatever you had in your car or, or on your phone mm. and the first thing that I thought was like, this is the first time in one of your bands where like every song you showed me had a part that sounded like Dying Fetus. And I was like, we're off to a good thing here. This is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that was like, they were probably like. It would be hard to, to disagree that they weren't kind of the number one thing i was going back to when yeah. it was like all right wh what do i do next like what am i what is this song missing a dying fetus part yeah <laughs> was was generally the answer yeah well so i mean obviously back to be harder specifically i think mm -hmm. the other defining part of this being like you know obviously there's an intro to the record but this being like the first big thing going in obviously it kicks in right away which is great um, yeah, that, that, you know, that took some convincing from, for me by, by the end. Really? Um, I don't know something about it. I was like, do we, do we mix the intro because there's an intro? So like there was a second where I was considering the sample ending and just coming in at God's hate. Right. Dun, 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 dun. But ultimately that, that it's just like a, for singles sake, I think it's, it, it worked out better that there was something there because yeah. most people heard that song first. Some people have, will only ever hear that song. So yeah, yeah. It, it, it worked out. And you got to have that, you know, double ride on the double kick. It's yeah. essential, you know, True. Yeah, I, guess it, I guess it's essential. Um, the, the other thing too, that's like a defining bit of God's hate for me. in this is that it goes straight into the Marauder, like yeah that was that was i think the second riff at all written written for the album it yeah. was like all right I, I got this now where do i put it i yeah. think i think it's the verse of the first song but i don't know but yeah that it ended up being the verse for the first song so with with this song too like we was this one where you had because i think uh, i heard you talking in another podcast about maybe this song wasn't the one that 
the other guys thought would be the first song to put up. They didn't believe him. They didn't believe him. But I knew. Yeah. I had I had a vision straight away. And like I think if you if you strip away the vocals, I can see how like Yeah. From uh, from an outside perspective, you could be like, okay, this is just a song. Yeah. But but I felt very strongly that when all was said and done, that this would be a, a single or an opening track. Yeah. And I'm glad I I'm glad that worked out that way. Yeah. Well, I mean the it's like you know, arguably the, uh, and you know, I don't know how you guys did the lyrics and stuff, but like the words make this song now as well. Like it makes it, it ties it together so well. And like, I, again, that was the hope because that uh, that's the make or break thing with, with a, a song that is kind of s- simple. Yeah. Even though it's it like some parts of it are simple, but like st- structurally it is simple. Yeah. And, but like in a, in an effective way, but if you're not saying things that that uh, like lyrically, it was like, how do we call back to to like something like perseverance? Yeah, in, in a way that's less about unity and more about <laughs> like, hey, fuck you, man. Yeah, like, hey, unity, but fuck you. <laughs> was that was that was the goal? Well, I mean, I think since so obviously this was like the thing that took me. I was so happy with when I was over there because it didn't have lyrics on it at the time. And I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, there's a song with heaps of splashes on it. So totally. And then I think the splashes ended up, you know, post after the lyrics and after everything ended up definitely being a, a defining characteristic of yeah. the song. And then I think for like the, f- the next year, I think I was messaging you like every other month to be like, gotta hear that splash that song. Splash song going. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I felt the same. I couldn't wait to hear the splash song. Yeah, finished. but I'm glad before it was be harder. Yeah, and I mean, I think the other thing too is just like the 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 lyrics of that chorus. Like you got you got a dope set of lyrics out of it. You got a dope shirt out of it. It's really God, you know, what a shirt, man. Paid off. Thank God for that shirt. Yeah. Shout out uh, Brendan from Mourned who. He and I worked meticulously on that thing, man. Right. It took like we- weeks of, of revisions <laughs> and like, it looks relatively simple, but yeah. like, it's because it, it, meticulous. I'm telling you. I am. Um, whenever it, whenever it's outside on the washing line, I'm just hoping that the guy behind the back fence is just unity like, fuck yeah, and fuck brother. you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Yeah. Well, I mean, I think like, Obviously, you did that. You did the drum video for that as well. How was like the first time? I assume you've ever done something like that as well. Yeah, I've never even done anything remotely near that. And that was like a year and a half or something after recording the song. Yeah, a year after I had played drums, I hadn't played drums in one year. So that was like, it was like, all right, I guess I'll practice the song once and then just do this fucking video. Yeah. And, and it's not like a complicated song drum wise or anything, but I just wanted to, I wanted a visual of the splash thing <laughs> yeah. so that it was important to, to do that somehow. Yeah. Well, you know, you achieved it. That's good. I got, I may, I got it done. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm moving on. Finish the job. All right. I would say this, this song is the song that I hear the most dying fetus parts in. But just that's this, to my ears. Yeah, I can see that the ending. And just I, would, like, I, I'll tell you where where okay. like in my mind the most dying fetus is. Finish the job. Um, the this chorus is, is. This is another one I remember being sitting there with you while you were doing the bass for it because the like pre-chorus. Double bum, kick, bum, bit. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, yeah, I rem- I like that when you s- when I first heard the record in full, I was like, I remembered that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, uh, I loved this one right away. Like I, I, this was this was gonna be like the side B opener because right. it had it had this like, oh the in the uh, in Warman the the like clean guitar thing. Mm was written to be before finish the job right 
because it was we were thinking the idea was like uh armenian persecution type yeah. thing with like just a long ass part into a short song yeah and then this ended up being like one of the shortest songs on the record and it kind of felt like it felt like a single like the vibe wise yeah, yeah, length sure. wise and just the, the the structure of it so it was like all right we got to put that yeah, somewhere put else yeah, yeah. And and uh, and put this in the beginning of the record. This this was one of my favorite songs. Like mm. the just knowing going into it, knowing that that like it was called "Finish the Job." Yeah, was it made it so easy to write because like this was titled first, straight up. Right. Title came before music for this one, and it was like right around the idea of "Finish the Job, Kill Them All." Yeah, which like <laughs> for that made it very easy for like the blast uh, yeah. part into the like deicide kill them thing yeah yeah uh knew i wanted to go pit to pit to pit in the end mm-hmm. which was also like that was fulfilled a fantasy of mine yeah um this this is the one that i think i rewrote the most times I why is say. that i just like i love the <laughs> yeah. so much that i had so many different things i wanted to do with it yeah so like the way it ended up, like I it was the best outcome, but it's like not the only thing I wanted to do with it. Mm. But but in order to keep it on sub three minutes, it was just kind of the way it had to be. Yeah, I think another thing that this song certainly has the record has a lot of, but I think is another thing that I would associate a lot with the music you've written is like a like the refrain of a riff, like bringing mm-hmm. a riff back for a different version or like you said like if you like something just hammering that into different ways like how do i like how do i use this the most effectively yeah like that sometimes that means doing it a third yeah different way yeah yeah uh and that there was a lot of different ideas that i i didn't really get to follow up on in the song and that's why it was like it had the most this and and the next song i think yeah. had like the, the the most changes just total so this um is this the first god's hate song with blast beats in it i think so yeah and is that something that i think it is was like came of you deciding like i'm playing drums in this band all the time now kind of yeah yeah it was it was that and it was like i i don't want to ever have like do you get it, get it, get it, get it yeah. type fast parts in God's sake? Because I've come this far and I haven't used a single one. <laughs> so like and a lot of bands use them as a crutch to me. Yeah. So I, I, I don't want to do that. And I thought, what's what's the coolest thing I could do that isn't that? It's blast parts. Yeah. So it just it just made sense to me as like a natural kind of next thing. Well, yeah. And I guess given as well that if there is that, you know, a lot of death metal kind of influence on the writing to it it just makes sense that those are the parts do it all the use. way yeah go all the way don't don't pussyfoot anymore if i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it yeah and all right so six feet deep comes in and it's mm-hmm. like the first big colin sing on a god's hate song yeah it's an opus um <laughs> and w- was that so when when writing this one were, were vocals planned in part of so the the, I I wasn't I wasn't sure I was gonna do but like a melodic chorus yeah like that was that wasn't the original idea but the bridge the song was written around the bridge the sure. na, 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 which is uh from Batman vs Superman um that that was the first thing written yeah. and it was I wanted to do a a progenies of the great apocalypse style that's the the note I made is that yeah it's that was that was what i was going for and it was just like a multi crazy layered harmony yeah well that's what uh, it, to I mean, me that's what it sounds like it just sounds like that whole death called armageddon record <laughs> like exactly yeah that was and that was the first that was like the biggest influence and this song to me which is like kind of hilarious like has the most dying fetus to me yeah this also to me the other note i have here is Double time kicks, slow chug, dying fetus. <laughs> so. Yeah, that the ending part for sure. Yeah. The, it was like at the end of it, it was like if 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 dying fetus played at like an opera house. Okay. Was what I wanted from this because I knew like I wanted the song to be 
so hard, like other than the bridge that the bridge would be like shocking. Yeah. And then back to, and this had it. So the, uh, the bridge part, the man, bam, um, was the breakdown at first. Like I, the way I had that initially was like kind of master killer style where like the mosh part isn't like a chug crazy thing, but it's more like a, like a busy riff, like nody riff. And it just wasn't working. So I turned it into that, like kind of double kick third chorus type thing. And then just went back to the verse riff, but different and slower. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, you know? yeah. So with with um <clears throat> with like you know going back to the singing stuff on this, um, it was scary. Yeah, was it was it heaps different to writing singing parts for a band that has far more melody? Dude, it's so much easier. Really? When you only when you only have to do like one or two. Right. They write themselves. When yeah, it's yeah. but when it's the whole time and it's the whole record and like the quality of the song kind of depends on how creative and how unique and how catchy the melodies are the whole time. Yeah. Versus the song's characteristic being defined by this one melodic part. It's so much easier to write melodic stuff in as like an oasis in a desert. Yeah, on yeah. something like a God's Hate song with Twitching Tongues, like it, it, it's hard for me now when the song isn't melodic itself, like when the riffs aren't melodic. Yeah, because like there's two or three scales I can use essentially. Yeah, without just doing something I've already done. Um, unlike, but if the song is melodic, like Kill for You or something, yeah. then that like I could do that all day. That's that's the easiest thing, but something like and putting melodies to god's hate songs was like we were i was very hesitant yeah but it just it was like gotta do something well i I think i've sang i've sang in uh, other songs before yeah and now i might as well just like go full make it known that it's like hey this this is the same yeah uh same vision same voice like metaphorically yeah uh, and in both of these bands, but I mean, at the end of the day as well, it's just like, while it, you know, while it can be, I guess some people can view it as, oh, it's the singer from this band doing this thing. Why would they do that? But at the same time, like vocals are just another piece of the puzzle. Like it's just another tool. That's part of it's a tool. The music. It's not, yeah. you know, and while it, while for some people listening, it may define it at the same time. That's not, it's just part of the band, you know? Yeah, and and in this case, part of the part of the record, yeah, was just it was just like how how do we cement this as part of the band by ensuring that it's a good part of the record? Yeah, like it's, well, it's, it's and it's it's, it's, it's not it like you up. it's not like you use it for every chorus. Like that's where yeah. it would start being a crutch, you know? Yeah, totally. And and so, yeah, that's the thing. We left it open enough where that like you you want it to happen again you're not you're not sick of it mm. by the la- by the next time it happens yeah um all right so next song god's hate by god's hate off the album god's hate yeah baby how long how long have you been wanting to do that dude that's my dream day one <laughs> It's been a it's been a life goal of mine to do self titled song, self titled band, uh, carnivore, 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 Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath. Like seeing those like in my first car yeah. on the thing was like, got to do it, man. <laughs> so that was that was a dream come true. Yeah, and this was another one where knew that the song that was the title when writing the music. Yeah. It was like, all right, well, while putting this song together, I have to keep in mind that this is the the self-titled. Yeah. The, the record wasn't even self-titled yet. Yeah. The record was tentatively called Life is Hard, dot, 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 be harder. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think the idea of a self-titled just felt more. Well, felt more like. Yeah. And it's good. To, end, and so. it's good, too, because I think. You know, as a as a whole, I would say this like 
this record, like I kind of already said, like to me, this record sounds like the most God's hate record, you know, like it's the most sort of complete of it. The quintessential. Yeah. God's hate record. Yeah. And yeah. And and like, so having that be a part of it, it makes sense. Yeah. You, you, you hope so. You, you can't be sure until it's done and it's out and you know what people think, but like, uh, especially with like this song, the way that it turned out, um, we were psyched on it enough to be like, I think this this could be like a title track, yeah, uh, not and not just the the band name. Uh, uh, it was the second single, which I didn't expect. Uh, I was psyched about that, but um, I think the idea for singles was finish the job was going to be the first single, right? Um, and I think six feet deep was second, mm-hmm. and then. I think we all just got to a point when be harder was finished and like the solo was on it and everything that it was just like, why not just lead with this? Yeah. Like what's the, and it's because it was attached to the intro that we were hesitant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cause it was, it was almost like, well, the, why we'd have to put the intro out too, or it won't make sense. But I think that's that, that's probably you guys hearing it in it your is. little hub thinking like it's, it's me in the bubble thinking like, well, yeah. this song sucks without the intro. What, what do you do? Yeah. Whereas um, like, as an as like a objective outsider, you can just go, "Oh, this is a great song." Like, and and I, you know, I you hope that's all. What what else else can you do? But hope that that's the that's the impression. Yeah, um, and it just kind of made it even cooler when the intro was there, and it was like, "Oh, this was like this is like a record that they thought about, <laughs> <laughs> and not just like a, a bunch of songs." Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think the other another couple things about this song, like, I mean, it's got blast beats again. That's another good, like, again, at least it means that using that isn't just a put it in one thing, forget about it, yeah. never do it again. And and it was what was what was scary to me at one point is it's at one point this was next to finish the job mm. on the album, so it was almost right. like blast, 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 and then no more. <laughs> And that's kind of the reason that Six Feet Deep is between the two songs. Right. It gives it in, in the yeah, in the track listing. Well, you know, uh, it's, eh. it's good to separate blast beats with the uh, monstrous chorus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it, and it, it worked out because like with the big fade out um, mosh part, it, it kind of worked yeah. for a good like vinyl side closer. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so it was it was destiny on that end. This song has like the maybe the most riffs yeah on the album there's so many and it's got so many things happen the the leads are great in it too like some ripping little like oh right yeah yeah was that did with like with like solos on this record was that something you like you just let taylor like go for yeah totally totally like i knew all i knew was where i wanted them yeah and uh and I think the only one I had like a general vibe for was the Eternity of Hate one. Right. But other than that, I was just like, hey, you, you do your thing. And That's, he did his thing. He did his damn thing for sure. He did it. Um, all right. Let's go Eternity of Hate. This one of my favorite. This some some days this is my favorite song, I would say. This was the second song written for the record. It was gonna, it was it was track two for a long time. Right. It's uh, so good almost, going. It almost was. It's so good going God's hate, eternity of hate. I know. Oh, and that's why. So this was also briefly the album title. Right. That makes sense. Which is why in, in the beginning of God's hate, it starts with an eternity of hate. Like right. that's, that's, it was like a lyrical callback to the title track that didn't end up being the title track. <laughs> um, I mean, it just felt, it, it just felt a little like, uh, like I love the title and it makes sense like lyrically, but I don't know. I don't think it like summed up the the identity of the the music well enough to be the title track at the end. Yeah, sure. I mean, it it is. It's a interesting song in the in the grand scheme of the record. Having the you know like the chorus is not a heavy riff. Like the chorus is following a melody essentially, which is kind of different. You know, like in that it's following it's not chugging through a chorus for right for a hardcore song, you know, like it's, it's following a, a picked note phrase or whatever. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. That was that was more uh, subtle Demi Borgir type yeah. stuff. Um, but this this was one where like the the song is uh, Brody's message to his son. Right. So I think it was it was we realized like going into it that I shouldn't like in every other song I I like sing a lot of the chorus and like have parts all over the place but in this one it was like important for it to be his voice the whole time in yeah the, in the chorus and like and I just do the one thing in the bridge yeah but like weaving that in works great with it like again and I think I think the I think the other thing about this record for me is that obviously you and and like the other guys in the band have spent so much time together over the last however many years mm-hmm. that to me again like from knowing you all this sounds like it's you know particularly for the three of you at least that are recording this i suppose this becomes mm-hmm. like it's like the perfect trade-offs of like everything i know about the three of you yeah <laughs> like, we're all we're all there our, all of our minds are are present in some way yeah um i think the another thing about this that i like a lot is like the the note choices that are used in the riffs then coming back as like a chug part <laughs> like using the same notes again but make them heavy <laughs> like that's a <laughs> i <course>. love it <laughs> that, yeah that's that's a big thing in the the like second half of the song was the uh like where the solo comes in. Yeah. Um, I think one of the early notes I got when I showed whoever the like man and band and mm. part was like prop like, hey, maybe do this less. Right. But it was like, I can't because yeah. <laughs> it's like, so good. You'll it was like you'll see because it'll be by itself harmony solo version mm. and you won't and then like the vocals will come in and you won't even think about it you won't even think about how many times it's happened um and i love the the bridge part where it goes back to the chug but it's like kind of less structured yeah. like well, less crazy drum wise yeah and like i think having there essentially is three versions of the riff there's a straight version there's a harmony version and then there's a yeah. heavy version <laughs> like it's true yeah but it's great a lot of things happen in this song too, and then uh, this one really came together with the with the sample in the end. Yeah, it like it like didn't feel finished until we heard it with the with the Yellowstone Kevin Costner sample there. That was like, oh, okay, the song's done now. It was because it was it got to a point where I was like, like I don't I don't know if I'm hundred percent on this mosh part, the like final mosh part yet. And then the the sample was like, all right, it's good. Put it out. It's good. When um so obviously samples have been a I I like they're a huge part of God's hate as a band yeah. essentially it's part of the fun, it's part of the fun it's yeah. like the the re- the research but while making the record and then kind of figuring out where they have to go yeah it's great for me when practicing yeah because like every song starts with one <laughs> so I essentially press play and I have a count it. I don't have to like catch up to some <laughs> shit like I do when practicing for other bands. I can just play it and wait and then go. come in. Yeah. So that's it's a it's a secret tool for me to practice too. That's great. Yeah. I mean it's you gotta do something. And gotta do something. The samples are it. Um I think I think the so Yellowstone for some reason didn't get like it didn't seem to get like any promo when the show started here in Australia, I guess, because it's very similar here. So that that's, that's like normal. But then I started seeing like people post about it. I, you know, probably you guys, other people that were watching it overseas. And then mm-hmm. for some reason it got like the biggest promo push in Australia. Like it was billboards. It was on the side of buses. It was bizarre. What? Yeah. You don't even see that here. Yeah. It truly, truly weird. And like, I don't know, clearly someone in Australia decided like, this show's good. We got to ramp up the marketing. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait. Season four is in I a know. couple months. I can't s- believe it. I just got fed the trailer yesterday and I was like, oh, it comes out on Dude, my birthday too. The, the, that's Taylor's birthday too. Yeah. So that's huge. Um, Dude, the, 
there's two taglines for the show and both for the for the new season and both just fired me up. One, what's the first one? Um, Revenge will be worth the wait. <sighs> and then what? Everybody pays or something. Oh yeah, that that was what. <laughs> when that like hit the screen in the trailer, I was like, oh yeah, can't <laughs> fucking wait. Sorry to sorry to date the episode, but <laughs> yeah. Yellowstone season four, we're psyched for it. Yeah, if you happen to be listening to this in November, um, I'm sure you're already loving it. Yeah, oh yeah. Let us know how yeah. it is. <laughs> um, all right, let's keep going. All right. Violence Unlimited. Yeah, this was a this was a tough one. Um, before any, I think I don't I don't think this was like one of the last ones written. Yeah. Um, Taylor wrote the lyrics for the most part for this one. Yeah, right. Because we like didn't have much lyrically done. Yeah. And I think Taylor was just like, hey, uh, like to get you guys inspired, yeah, I'm we... just going to start this one. Surely for him, he's yeah. at that point part of the process going like, come on, we got to keep going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's and I think that was half of it is like, if I write something, will you guys finish? <laughs> um the chorus took a long time. Right. Um, it's just like for I just wasn't happy with it for just like the first like five versions of it. Yeah. And Taylor just like I love the way that Taylor Taylor's mind works so differently than mine mm. in terms of like vocals and lyrics and stuff. So I I just had a different vision overall for the song. Yeah. Um, so it, like once it, 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 it like it ended up in a spot where like I'm psyched on it and I love it, but it, it I would say it took the most work like overall this song. Yeah. Um, it's got a, it, it has like a lot of different. I mean, there's lots of different little parts to it as well. It's another song that I feel like, you know, got pretty big fetus vibe with you know totally yeah. drum fill into the squeals and things like that it, yeah it's yeah i love the intro the intro is one of my favorite parts of the record yeah it was that was like i think uh drums might have been written first yeah right that. it was like i'll write a fill and then i'll write a riff around it and then and then the riff became the song and then uh the I didn't know the 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 that whole section was when was another thing that I just like I had so many different uses for it and ended up choosing that one. But this one took a long time to write, just because I like it took me so long to figure out where to put what, yeah, how to end it, what what like what I didn't have a a generalized goal the way that I did with the rest of the songs, yeah. Uh, yeah this this was a this was a, a science project this one i think this has one of my like favorite parts on the record of just the fade away motherfucker <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> that was uh taylor so taylor wrote that chorus and was just kind of like making noises there yeah just like ah! and it was like you'll say something there <laughs> And then I, when I was like rewriting it, I was like, well, I'm obviously going to say motherfucker. <laughs> it's like, yeah, one of the, it's one of like the earworm parts for whatever reason, my head is associated with this record is just motherfucker. that. <laughs> it was definitely so like overall uh, going into the record, it was like, all right, I'm going to become the, the Billy biohazard white trash Rob of the band right so this was my chance to was like all right i want them to understand that like i'm billy now <laughs> so i gotta say motherfucker in this kind of high-pitched fade out type way yeah so that was me saying call me billy <laughs> and so did this this obviously now tight has tied in with brody and his wrestling mm-hmm. was that part of the plan with a song on the record all along or this song or so before it was his new stable and ring of honor it was his tag team yeah with with bateman so 
the tie like the, the name of his group came before the song yeah and then he and then he repurposed the name of the group for a new group yeah yeah and then i wrote like a remixed version of the song for their new entrance theme yeah right you know it links in together so it, it, we are one yeah you know tied into the ethos exactly um all right next song valley beyond this one wrote itself, man. I effortless. So I have a I have like a number of notes about about right. this song. Let's do it. The first note is the first place you I I believe the first place you ever took me when I came to LA the first time was to hang out with salsa you guys and beer? was salsa and beer. And we don't fuck around, man. I think I've been there every time I've come to see you guys. And one of my favorite memories was, I believe at least, I just got off the flight or whatever. I drew, like got an Uber to your guy's house when you were both living there. And you were like, I'm taking you to this place, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, I'll just get changed. And you were like, don't get changed. Your clothes will smell like the restaurant. You're gonna, you are about to stank if you put on your, your, uh, your Sunday wear. You, you were like, wear There's the clothes like, you've been wearing on a plane. That's, that's those, that those are the sauce and beer clothes. There's just a, there's a funk that comes out of there. That is, uh, it's all those steaming plates. They, them, them fajitas. They're legendary fajitas. Yeah. You, you, you never seen 50 people coughing at the same time until you've seen somebody order the steak fajitas there. <laughs> but yeah, it's, they come out, they come out and everybody's sitting there. just like, <laughs> cause they know it's about to be <laughs> just everybody in there. It was like, I mean, Good obviously fun. it's amazing. I, like, but yeah, just when, when you guys put out the photos and had a photo in front of it and then this song is on the record, I was like, this is everything I know about these guys. <laughs> we really, we just finally told the truth. Yeah. You know, I was like, all right, this is who we are. Yeah. You, you went know? all in. I We're think- doing it like this is a, a rap hardcore song about basically about a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> That's the real us. Yeah. I like that. I mean, I think, I think the other thing too is I've definitely, Like, I don't know if this is a weird thing as like an Australian citizen who's been to America a few times over the last couple of years, but I would say arguably the most time I've spent in the United States has been in the Valley since (laughs) in my entire life. (laughs) That's what what I like to hear, man. Because what you've seen some other shit. Yeah. But what's what would you rather do? You know? Hang out with you guys and go to this place and and just eat stuff. Yeah, just eat stuff. That's that's what's important at the end of the day. I mean, I've essentially done four food tours of the Valley in, in the last that's ten right. years. Wingstop, <laughs> alternating Wingstop and salsa and beer, which yeah. is hilarious. But uh, for this song, um, it was inspired by a Bone Thug song. Okay. Um. I don't want to say the title just because, you know, I'm blowing up. I'm blowing up all my influences here. Yeah. But, and, but I feel like anybody that is like a Bone Thugs guy will hear it and be like, okay, I, I get it now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I We knew that like we're not a very like guest vocal yeah. type band. I, uh, I would say like for you guys, this is the first time I've like associated doing this with you. Pretty much, yeah. Like, there's two on sleep therapy back to back, and that was while we were kind of figuring out mm. who, who, like, our identities as musicians. And then that was really it until this. Yeah. Um. And it just made sense to have a bunch of Valley frontmen mm. on on one song together. Well, I liked. I I think. Um on the forum of passion podcast, he was saying like, if we're going to do it, you may as well go all in on it. Like, and just, totally. but it, it have eight, have 10 guys at it, the same time. It works great. It's like, it makes sense. Yeah. And it's like, it's very, I mean, the, 
the song is great in that like it has such a hook for a chorus like but i guess the rest of the song musically forgetting the guest vocals and whatever is a very different obviously it's a very different song for yeah for this band um yeah and and it was it was written like a like a like a hip-hop beat or like a sample where it's just like just do this one thing because the vocals are going to take care of everything yeah it was written with the idea of like before a second of music was done before anything was it was like we knew what it was just going to be 10 guys singing yeah so just do something simple under that have a hard chorus and a hard ending and that's all you need had you had you talked to all of those guys before you got them on the song, or was it just like you hit them up? Yeah, no, yeah. Um, it was. I think I don't know if we had recorded yet, but it was definitely very like before the song was finished. It was like, hey, will you do this? And like a couple people said no, but uh, <coughs> it it turned out better than we could have expected. I, yeah, I think because like everybody on it went hard. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> what else can you hope for guest vocals and stuff like scott vogel had just come out of like crazy back surgery fuck and i feel like the next day he recorded his part and it sounds awesome (laughs) that was cool yeah well i mean i think it definitely i think the i think this song the chorus riff for this song is for whatever reason the biggest earworm for me from the record really i don't like i don't know why (laughs) like it's it's like it's a simple riff like in in a way that kind of like there's simple stuff on the album Mm. i don't know that i'm capable of writing non-simple things (laughs) at the end of it but like it's simple in a way that doesn't really happen elsewhere yeah and just with with the our, my beloved those four notes are mm. really all you need yeah and just like finding finding a way to alternate them and make them a little different each time so that simple simple can be can also just mean like cool yeah that's i mean like it's it's not overcomplicated it doesn't it didn't need to be but that and that's the thing too i guess as well like in the end this song ends up having like heaps of parts essentially because it's got fucking so many different people yelling on it you know like it it's true it makes it when really there's there's three riffs in the song yeah yeah you layered it up you did layered it up um all right war man last song written okay um and it just made it was like all right let's write the closer yeah wanted a really simple intro yeah i just liked i liked the idea of like a bolt thrower bolt thrower was like all over the first seven inch Mm. like very influential to like starting the band yeah so i just kind of wanted one little more taste of that aside from the bridge of eternity of hate um where just they'll that's that's just some shit they'll do where they'll come in with a song just going and something about it is like they're doing nothing and it's hitting me (laughs) i i I love it Uh, i wanted that um and the rest of the song just kind of wrote itself like the chorus is uh just some shit like uh, the thing with like the ride and stuff was like something I didn't do in the rest of the record. So it was kind of just like, what haven't I done yet? Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. And then let's write a little callback to the seven inch. Let's do all these things. Um, that, that was really the goal was just like, how do we end the record? And with, with doing just a bunch of things we haven't done yet on it. I love that, that throwback to the divine justice riff, just cause it's like, you got to give that's such a good riff that you got to give it another run on. And you know, I thought about re-recording that. Yeah. But I think uh that's that's just a bonus easy thing to do another time. Yeah. Um social class felt like it it belonged the most with with just the rest of the songs that it just and there's like that live the the melodic chorus thing is something I've been doing live for years. Right. So that one kind of necessitated a, a re-recording to to show the like the ways that it's evolved since yeah. then. But yeah, the the callback to the divine injustice riff was uh, 
just a fun, nice little thing, just to show that like we put effort into the last song, which yeah. a, a lot a lot of bands don't. Well, yeah, I mean, and I think I think the other thing too is like you gotta, you know, like having like a slot like the slower outro and things like that. It um, how do you keep that interesting? Yeah, yeah. So it was really cool. Like I, you, you don't always have time to listen to the whole record. Mm. You don't. You don't always like your own record, even so. So it was nice when it came out that people were even making it to that, mm. and like to see people commenting like, "Oh, the callback to that was like that." That felt good to me. Yeah, just to know that, know that you made it there, and know that that you got to that little Easter egg and cared enough to put it together. Mm. That was that was nice. Yeah. So on so you re so social class warfare is on this on Yeah. Is that was that always the intention to have it be a part of it? Yeah, and and for a while it was it was like let's make it a hidden track. Yeah. Um and then I think just 10 10 tracks just felt better. Yeah. Just looking at it, like it yeah. just made make it feel like a bigger record, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of people might not have heard that song, so it made sense at the end of the day to just put it on the album and make it the actual closer. Yeah, but the War Man is still like the spiritual. Yeah, closer it's the, that's like the, the end of this record. Exactly, and then here's this extra thing for everybody. Yeah, well, and it, it like actually the way that the two songs are structured is great for that because of how social class comes in just on the like comes in straight away you know like it, totally it, yeah it's the only one that doesn't actually start with a sample yeah um and it just like at, after that really kind of like slow droney mosh part and war man it was cool to go into a song that is just like pure energy basically the whole time yeah yeah i mean yeah i think the like the singing how you've been how that's weaved in is you know it it ties it in with this record as well you know like yeah it, it, and that's and that's ultimately it was like let's let's put let's do this one because it fits with the record and like the way that the melodic chorus thing will work is actually makes a lot of sense with the rest of the song yeah you know it uh it's got one of my favorite little snare fills in it too <laughs> like What's that just for whatever reason, I, I, and I think, I don't know, it's from people who've played drums, like mm-hmm. I always find snare fills that people tend to do live or maybe it's like part of their repertoire mm-hmm. and then they just work it in and then you then forever always hear you that. notice that? Yeah. yeah. And this song has one of those for me. But it's like, I think just from seeing you play drums and it's the same with like, Chris in harm's way, like there's he's got he loves his little pills, yeah. And like, <laughs> he loves those right there, yeah. yeah. So there's like, but that there's those little things, and like, even my biggest punish of all time, like the Jimmy Bauer plays the same drum fill on every crowbar and down song he's like ever played drums on ヤッパッパッパッパッパッパッパッパッパッパッパッパッパッパッパッパッパッパッパッパッパッパッパッパッパッパッパッパッパッパッパッパッパッパッパッパッパッパッパッパッパッパッパッパッパッパッパッパッ
which just is that we can't do that. So I'm going to, I'm going to do my best to get it off at the, at, right at four weeks so that we can have those two weeks to just become good. Yeah. And so is, is it going to be three guitars live? Mm-hmm. Great. Whenever possible, yeah. it'll, it'll be three guitar for record release shows. Like absolutely. Um, everything we have booked right now, I believe is we'll have three, four. Yeah. Great. So that's pretty cool. Obviously my bread and butter having three guitar players. So <laughs> just like, why not? You know, I mean, the, the first time we ever got questioned about it, I was like, what's the problem? What's the issue yeah. you got here? <laughs> like you want us to like, we just sound bigger. What's your, yeah. what's, what do you, what do you want from me? You want it, to sound worse? Yeah. And like the first time a sound guy ever said to me, like, we can't do this. I was like, what do you mean? You can't do this. Oh, we don't have enough microphones. I was like, okay, that's, I don't care. I'll that, turn up. That's something you have to figure out. <laughs> not, <Yeah>. not, <laughs> not something. Well, get one more. Yeah. Take it off the snare. He doesn't need it. <laughs> um, and so like, I guess, you know, this band, like the response to this record has been great from, you know, from my perspective, I, how, I mean, I assume it for, feels yeah, the way for yeah. you too. I mean, man, it was like fucking finally. Yeah. <laughs> for me, it was like, Jesus Christ. All right. Like, I need if this, like with the amount of time and effort I spent on this, it was just like, man, if, if this doesn't resonate in some way with people, then I fucking give up. So it, it was there. It was a relief that, yeah. uh, that, that, uh, that it went over the way it did. Mm. I hope it continues to go over that way now that we're playing live and stuff. Um, and you know, I'm, I hope that the, as it, as time goes, it doesn't it, like people can hear little things mm. sprinkled throughout that they kind of maybe didn't notice before. Uh, and that it, you know, stands the test of time. Cause I don't know when I'm going to be able to do another one. Well, <laughs> might be a while. <laughs> If ever. You got to start thinking of more riffs now. <laughs> They're all gone. There's none left. <laughs> They're all used here. I mean, the, I use every last possible combination of O and 1 available. <laughs> They're all done. Yeah. What is that cup you got? Is that from Burger King? No, it's a football team that I go for. Oh, okay. And it's got the lyrics to their song on the back. It but, looks like a have it have it your way type thing. Well, you know, I do like fast food much like yourself. <laughs> fucking oath, mate. I'm glad you got a fucking oath in there. I had to get one. Come on. <laughs> I'm back, you know? You are it's my back. fifth fourth, fifth episode. I gotta get one. Yeah. Um all right. Well, what else you what else you got to talk about? You're on Twitch now. Yeah, I'm just gaming and just shit. Gaming. You know? Playing That's drums. all I did. All I did the past year and a half was play games. So it was like, why don't I just do this like and record it? And ha- all and I do. Obviously, you started doing the drums on it, but that's got to now take a. Dude, I didn't even. I didn't even get to do it. I, oh really? I set, dude, the day that I was gonna do my first one, I set up and got the call that I might have COVID. <sighs> Fucking hell. So it was like the entire time I was stuck in this room. I quarantined right there. Fuck. For two weeks, I didn't move. My downstairs where the drums are was set up with like the camera and the mic there for two weeks. <laughs> and then it was like, all right, I sh- I'm, I'm going to come back. I'm going to do my drum stuff and be able to play. Broke my fucking hand. You know, somebody's mad at me somewhat. It's, so it, I've it, offended somebody. The record got a good response in the world. Didn't want you to have the follow up. Couldn't let me. Do- that was all. That was all they got from me. The universe. Oh boy! Well, uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. And then writing some some other stuff. Like yeah. Taylor and I have have some some stuff coming. Yes, yeah, that we're both psyched about. Might take a while, but whatever. This one took a while too, and it sounds great. Fucking hey! So, but this was that was before we had it submitted right before the vinyl delay crisis. Yeah, hit so. It's going to take an extra long time for, for whatever this next thing we're doing is. 
and they got no idea what they're doing over there at the moment. That the mental cavity record got to me before it got to America, which is where it was wow. ordered from. So I don't know how that worked out. But it's insane. I like was your like a personal copy that you got, or like your shipment of my records. shipment. Like I was shipping out my ones before the label were. Oh my god. I think I think the one I sent to Taylor got to him like at the same time as America got theirs. That is <laughs> and insane. it came from wherever the Czech Republic to Melbourne and then back to LA faster. Good God. Yeah, that's just a fucking mess. So whatever anybody's doing in the next year or two is don't put up your pre-orders too early because yeah. it just ain't gonna happen. Bruce Springsteen has got to press four hundred record store day vinyls <laughs> that are gonna take up. <laughs> 400 dude that it was like the the cardi b wop seven inch was like the it was like one of the sources of the delay that's 65,000 seven inches who i mean that i think i think the bruce springsteen one was the one whatever a couple years ago there was another big shutdown and it was because one of those you know back in black labels or something totally reissued yeah. every bruce springsteen album on vinyl oh and it was like god here we go we're gonna make yeah, a- here's a a year long delay <laughs> i noticed like a month ago lady gaga like just got chromatica lps and that's fucking lady gaga so who she- has in infinite money to press whatever yeah. just got chromatica lps so if she's getting bumped then someone's fucking then, yeah and then project. joe schmo <laughs> yeah exactly it's never coming out yeah no never so well, well i'm submitting shit two years in advance <laughs> you got time yeah all right well thank you for doing the podcast mate i appreciate it thanks for having me it's always fun